Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. On this week's podcast, I'm joined by <laughs> Keza McDonald. Hiya. Uh, Chris Tilly. Bonjourno. And uh, Daniel Creeper. Hello. Uh, of course, we will be looking at the week's news and we will be talking about Grand Theft Auto 5 because we saw that well, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, we saw some new stuff, which is very exciting. But first, Keza, you weren't here last week because you were in Iceland. I was in Iceland for Eve FanFest, which is that was my second Eve FanFest. Mm. And it was just as fascinating the second time around, watching people who fly internet spaceships in their spare time converge on Reykjavik to have a big convention about said internet spaceships. How do, do you, you have to pay for yourself to get there, I guess? Yeah. Right. And how do. many people turn up and where do they come from? About 1,400 people this year. 1,400 people? Yeah, and there's 300, th- there's about, whoa, there's nearly half a million Eve players in the world. Right. And uh, so 1,400 people turned up at Reykjavik and from all of, we met people from America, we met people from all over Europe, we met one guy from South Africa. Uh, it was just so interesting, it really is. We made a documentary about it this time. This time. We've done some filming. Well, we've shot it. We we've shot made it. it. Yeah, no, it's going to be quite some time. <laughs> don't don't be looking out for that on IGN.com <laughs> anytime soon. It's going to take a wee while. Why Why do people go? Because they want to meet the people that they know in the game. Yeah. Uh, in real life, and also because if you're at FanFest, like the people who make Eve Online CCP, they have this very very unique. You can't be very unique. They have a unique attitude to the way they develop, and that they do it naked. Yep. I, I hear a lot of people do that, actually. These days, you can't afford clothes. I'm always developing naked. <laughs> but they, they take feedback from the players in a very real way. So if you go to FanFest, you are literally being told person to person by CCP what's going to happen and why. Right. And then you can go to like roundtables and talk to them about you know what to do and how and, and all these things. And also, you can drink a lot, seriously. Be very careful if you ever go to Iceland. Like A pub crawl starts with a bottle of Icelandic absinthe being passed around before you even get to the pub. It's it's How, hardcore. Does it end? Um, I don't really remember. Okay. I'm pretty sure it doesn't end well. I nearly missed <laughs> my flight. It's fine though. That's every <laughs> single time you go away. You <laughs> nearly miss your flight. <laughs> Whether drunk or sober. It's not true. It is sometimes true. Has <laughs> anyone else done anything interesting? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel and I entered a quiz last night. I'm rich. Rich is not rich on Bear Park, He's on the knobs. He's not on mic right now. But um, it was to. For the release of the movie 21 and Over, which is kind of a teen sex comedy. Which we've not seen. Which we've not seen, <laughs> but here it's okay. And uh, little did we know that Rich Bearpark knows a lot about sex comedies. <laughs> he knows a lot about boys. He can't speak for himself fans. right Big now. Big Porky's fan. He knows a, a lot. Very, he's doing a very weird face. They were, there face. were some very random quotes that Bearpark knew immediately. Yeah. Wow. And it went to deadlock. We were tied with Digital Spy and it went to a beer pong finale. Yeah. You we're, actually were trying to be a peacemaker. You went over and going, you know, we'll, ju- we'll just half it, we'll half it straight off the bat. And then, no. That's what happened. Yeah. It got down to one cup each, and neither of us were hitting I've it. I've seen a video about that. <laughs> <laughs> Two websites, one cup. <laughs> the game was going nowhere, so I went over to the captain of their team. Punched him in the nuts. <laughs> and said, why don't we just split the £2,100? Yeah. And he said, yes. 
But then Alex Zane, who was hosting, said, no, you can't do that. You've <laughs> got to finish. The, the, the so we each, had one, we each had one throw left. Yeah. Amy on our team knocked hers in. Straight in. Straight in. No rim, straight in. Celebration, game over. <laughs> Alex said, no, hold on, they've got to do one. They knocked theirs straight in. Right. So actually, we tied anyway. It was a very lovely Drama. ending to a very... I will say it's much, it was much more captivating after 10 beers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was like Borg McEnroe and Nadal Federer. Because a lot of people were like, honestly, there were so many cups, you're like, this is going to go on literally for hours. It's drunk people throwing balls and they can't even yeah. get it on the table. And it actually became quite entertaining for even onlookers. People actually got into it and they were cheering us on. Right. So, you know. And what was the charity to- of choice? Uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, great. That's so a good one. There's a grand going that way. Excellent. Nice. Thanks to Bear Park. What the about, real winners What about charity. the other 50 quid? Oh, I was more pocketing that. That's <laughs> that <a> bit. <laughs> oh, Mr. Chu got to get Cabo. <laughs> Only joking. Uh, anyway, let's let's move on to this week's news. And a new Call of Duty was announced. I know. Who, who, who thought? Who thought they were going to do another Call of Duty? Who'd have thunk it? Um, the last one did really well, so they thought, well, I'll crack another one out. Um, we kind of knew this was happening. Obviously, we knew it was leaked. happening anyway, but... Um, somebody at Tesco Direct accidentally put it live, the page for it, yeah. and they put the um, box art live as well on that and page. GameStop did the same as well. Yeah, so we knew it was kind of was probably going to be called Call of Duty Ghosts, and now Activision has confirmed that. It's so it's good. Infinity Ward? Infinity Ward, who you know really kind of reinvigorated the series with yeah. the tremendously successful Modern Warfare imprint. And... It's coming out on November 5th, so typical release date for yeah. Call of Duty. It's going to be Xbox, PlayStation 3, PC, and next generation platforms. That next makes gen- a lot of sense. Generation. Next generation. So, um, a dude from Infinity Ward, Mark Rubin, who's an executive producer, says everyone was expecting us to make Modern Warfare 4, which would have been the safe thing to do. But we're not resting on our laurels. We saw the console transition as the perfect opportunity to start a new chapter for Call of Duty. This new entry will be based on interpretive dance, ballet, modern tap. And it's actually going to be some bloke and a mass shooting people. And well, that's the thing. He says, you know, the safe thing to do would have been... Uh, Modern Warfare Modern 4. War. Actually, but, the safe thing to do is to do a Call of Duty game. Do something different. Yeah, <laughs> but even though it's not Modern Warfare 4... It's gonna be, it's still gonna be Call of Duty. Like, yeah, I don't, and it's, I don't. It, it's certainly, you know, because obviously, in whatever the last Call of Duty was or the one before that, you had a chap with a ghost mask on his face. Yeah, and that looks exactly the same as this. Yeah, it's Ghost from Modern Warfare Two. Who, who, right, that's who it. died? Spoiler. Oh, Game's been really out for a long old time. spoiler. And what the thing is, what would you infer from Ghost? You'd think maybe like special ops or black ops. Yeah. But they've done, they've done black ops. Yeah. Um, and obviously Ghost Recon, you associate it with that, but... Did you say stealth, Kez? Yes. I can't imagine stealth. stealth Call of Duty. That's Call it, I'm not Duty imagining game. it's going to be Splinter Cell. No. Imagine a big stealth Call of Duty set piece, just wait. Well, although, obviously in Modern Warfare 1, you had the bit where you had to kind of shimmy across the... And Gillies. The, Gillies the, the, the Gillies bit, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. That was Gillies good. That was not, good. Not enough of that. But it was, yeah, it was good because it was a great change in tempo, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that I think Call of Duty's lost sight of is that it doesn't always have to be bolt to the wall all yeah. of the time. Like yeah. it's great to have that, but just calm it down a little mm. bit, and then you kind of don't get desensitized. Yeah. To how incredibly, incredibly action focused. I would it like is. if they incorporated a loomy room to put balls on your wall. Oh, great! <laughs> just <laughs> testicles or, everywhere. Or as I like to call it, halloumi room. That's the peripheral I really when, want to uh, see. When the Xbox Live camera thing first came out, the Xbox mm. Vision camera, whatever it was, so many people playing 
um, Uno and other yeah, video Uno. games just had their balls as their as their. That's Xbox how I like to play Uno. <laughs> really? Yeah, like it would mostly be balls. Uno's quite. There was a, Uno's like, quite a tense game balls. though. You need any if anything can relax you. I got really addicted to Uno when that came out. It was the first Xbox Live game I ever played properly. Um, I do remember <laughs> like sitting so at a, a briefing and then they were like, "And this is the game <laughs> we're going to launch with." He's like, "Fucking Uno! Well, oh my god!" It was really really addictive and mm. tense. May twenty first, full of balls. We, talk, we haven't talked about next gen Xbox being released yet on the podcast, like the date being announced. Uh, not not official, but that's oh so. But Call of Duty is going to be shown at the Microsoft. Press yeah, conference. so what a surprise! Yeah, hopefully new Uno as well. Oh, oh new sorry. Uno, not not the, Uno. not the press conference. Yeah, the the Xbox reveal. The Xbox that's reveal cool. is on as everybody suspected May twenty first. Yeah. Speaking of Microsoft press conferences, they are doing an E3 one, to the enormous surprise of everybody. But That's not really the surprise. No, the surprise is that Nintendo isn't doing one Yeah. this year. But then again, that's probably not that much of a surprise, considering the success they've had with Nintendo Direct, so yes. I've got a really itchy leg. <laughs> People can't hear that. I don't know, I'm scratching pretty fiercely. <laughs> that's really yeah. itchy. He's really at you. Alex isn't wearing trousers, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> but he is playing Uno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, sorry, uh, Nintendo press conference. There is oh, one. Oh, that's right, yes. Nintendo's not having one. I could have predicted that after last year. Well, the, la- the last two have been pretty disastrous. Well, last year they came up, didn't announce anything, and then two days later, or I think a week later, they did a Nintendo Direct in which they announced the 3DS XL and a bunch of other cool stuff. So yeah. it's like, right, you really don't have much respect, do you, for, for the E3 thing? And uh, I remember I remember a lot of people saying back then, I wouldn't be surprised if next year they didn't even do one. But do we think that they're going to do some kind of like, well, whether it's a direct live stream or something or other? Nintendo will do exactly, I think, what they started doing with Tokyo Game Show back in the 90s, hmm. where instead of going to Tokyo Game Show, Nintendo just had Space World, which was their own thing. And they held that about a week later. Spice World. Space World. <laughs> okay, sorry, Nintendo Spice World. That was Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> That's we're not doing E3 we're going to do this so I reckon they'll do their own event Okay. and I think that might be like a global thing I, I wish Space World would come back I always dreamed of going to Space World as a child reading Nintendo magazines and if they did another one then I could realise that childhood dream yeah but it's, it wouldn't be quite the same now would it it really wouldn't be the on same an, on a Nintendo note um, Asda have put down the price of the Wii U to £149 still not buying we've <laughs> already got Good. one we already same. got one. Hasn't everyone here got one? Have you not got one? No. Mm, not even for £149? I don't want one. They well, have changed They have changed honestly, loading times now. Loading times are way if, better. I don't care. There is literally not a single game on it right now that I want so, to play. No, but what I'm saying, so after E3, when we see new Mario, new Mario Kart, I know the same old games, people leave that as a side issue. For £149? No. For, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> really anti Wii U. No, but there, there is literally nothing on that console that I want to play. Yeah, enough to go and buy it. To be fair, it's pretty much Monster Hunter for me. That's it. And I play that. You can play the original Castlevania. Anyway. Great, brilliant. <laughs> I and don't think it's that much of a big deal that Nintendo's not doing an E3 press conference, though. No, I don't think it really matters. But but obviously that they have geared up a lot of like uh, games that they're going to show there. It just feels a bit weird if they're just going to literally throw them on, on the show floor yeah. without any kind of like... Do you think they'll do a direct the week before? I, I, just like I'm, see think, them in the popular consciousness? I think they'll do something. I'm sorry they might re- do a direct um, and an event that was my own event, but they don't. I mean, Nintendo doesn't, you know, in Nintendo's mind, because they think that they're still the really, kings of everything, they don't feel like they need to go by everybody else's I really like schedule. Nintendo Direct yeah. broadcasts. I feel like it's 
a TV show that I watch. No, it's good. It's spread yeah, over a long them. period of time. I also like when a water does it and he wears things like little white gloves or he's in some wood-panelled room with a mysterious painting on the background and it looks like a, a Dharma initiative tape. Right. Well, there was lost. that really weird bit yeah. in the last one where just several hundred Luigi's just appeared yeah. and he was standing in the midst of them. He's having a breakdown. But, but they'll have to do they'll have to do a direct because otherwise they literally have, will have no share of voice at E3. Nintendo indirect. Good. I'm happy with that one. No one else is. Fine. <laughs> I don't really Fuck get you it. All. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, Peter Molyneux, eh? <laughs> Amazing. Off the back of the announcement of uh, the Xbox reveal, Molyneux has come out from his 22 cans to basically <laughs> flaunt where he uh, the information. Yeah, exactly. The information that he claims he knows about the next Xbox, but really he's just trying to generate interest in uh, curiosity and goddess. That's very cynical of me. That is I'm very cynical of you. I'm pretty true. It turns out it turns out curiosity is going to end soon. We're only yeah. 50 layers from the centre of the cube. And the hilarious, hilarious <sighs> coincidence here is that apparently it's due to finish on May 21st. At exactly the same time as the Microsoft press conference begins. What? The next Xbox is inside the cube. Idiot. It's what's inside the cube. That it's would be not. funny though, okay, wouldn't final, it? Okay, final bets. What do people think is inside the cube? I think Peter Molyneux is inside the cube. <laughs> Do you think? He's going to yeah. come out. A little Peter. <laughs> <laughs> he's cloned himself. Yeah. And he's in there. Like a monkeyless. I what, think it's what, going to be like a mirror saying the most What was that Connect boy is called? You. Is he in it? Milo. Yeah. Milo's, Milo's in the game. Milo grown up. Has like, anyone oh, been him? Man. Like, no one's seen him for a while. But he's chatting away this week, isn't he? Just to get people to spend some money on it. Well, I mean, they're, they're it, I, be... I am genuinely interested in what's in the cube. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of idiots that go and spend money this week, aren't there? Because he's come out and said, oh, we're getting to the end. <laughs> he's, that's the only reason he's doing it, of isn't course, it? To yeah, drum of up course. bloody yeah, 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 financial... Take advantage of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, any listeners that have <laughs> chipped away. Well, you don't need to spend money, money, though. You don't need to spend money on curiosity. No, fair but enough. But I think he's assuming... Because there's also... he's he's They've added this mischievous thing where you can now pay a little bit of money, like a microtransaction, to add cubes back on. So, <laughs> you, if yeah. you want to be the I do one like to do the it idea you... if I was really insanely rich I might just put them all back on <laughs> classic Molyneux yeah. I would wait an hour before the Microsoft Friends conference put them put all, back, all on. back on reset yeah. it oh god but yeah if you think someone else is getting too close to the centre of the cube you can add some back on for money I mean, why don't you just take some more off <laughs> we all like Peter but what's <laughs> ridiculous what's going to be the fallout of this but when, when this is finally unveiled how's he going to recover is there any coming back from this well, I think there, I mean I think Curiosity has been a really interesting and successful experiment in some ways apart from the fact it didn't work when it was launched apart from that it's been interesting it's <laughs> brilliant it didn't work it was yeah, fundamentally flawed it's going to be ridiculous now. like the number 42 he said it's going to be like the answer. Well, yeah, to the you are right. Though, what could it possibly be to 42. live up to this? It's, and I'll be honest, I don't care. No. <laughs> and whatever it is, is he going to bounce back from this? Because I think whatever it is, he's going to get a lot yeah. of criticism. Yeah. I wonder how much money he's made off of it. There is a really tragic quote in the interview that Luke did with him, where he's like, "We kind of have to end it soon because otherwise everyone will just be like, oh, that's another one of Peter Molyneux's stupid things that never came to anything.' Mm. <laughs> oh, Peter, make stop it. promising this <laughs> shit then." <laughs> And make a new game, and that's the real game. This is the new game. What is going to? Dear, I don't know. And anyway, look, listeners, let us know what you think is going to be in the middle of the cube. Yeah, quite frankly, are any I of you no playing? Idea. Also, I'd be interested to know if any of you are still playing Curiosity. New. No. If no. anyone guesses it, 
We'll give you the 50 quid left over from the quiz. <laughs> you can give it. Fact. Then. Is there really 50 quid left over from the quiz? There's not. Okay, right. I just forgot well, it's coming out of your earlier. pocket. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's not. We got burritos. I'll happily play someone 50 quid if they guess it. Okay. Would you really? Yeah, totally. We've got, if they, if they guess it correct, we've got an exclusive. But we won't, we, we, we won't know until afterwards. That's a ridiculous thing to say. My money. Whatever. <laughs> my money. My rules. Go for it. Anyway, good day, mate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amazing. How you doing? Jeez. Uh, all right. I'm good, Cobber. Good. So I have a bit of film news. I <laughs> know. Oh, keep it going. Keep it going. Uh, I don't do accents. Oh, I'm, not, tell. I'm not a racist. Um, it looks like there's going to be an in-between us two. Uh, the movie they said would never happen is apparently going to happen, <laughs> according, <laughs> according, according to The Sun. So it must be true. Uh, apparently, uh, they're heading to Australia in the next movie. Uh, the Sun source says... Uh, the writers have been knocking around ideas for a while and came up with something they thought would be good enough to maintain the, the high standards they have set. Wow. Croops, were they high standards? Not that high. It's a lot of wanking jokes, isn't it, really? <laughs> Let's not pretend it's something else. It's a lot of really smutty wanking jokes. It's yeah. funny. Wanking jokes are funny. Yeah, it turns but out. I don't, surely you've done quite a lot of them. Keza, is wanking better down under? <laughs> Are you asking me if all Australians are wankers? No, just... I would never make such a sweeping generalisation. <laughs> Very stupid response. No. <laughs> so will briefcase wanker become backpack wanker? <laughs> oh, backpack wanker Did you stay up late last night? Just writing... <laughs> so, yeah, right. This one to Keza first. Is wanking better down under it? Right, that's good. Happy with that one. <laughs> what are your question? Will Wait, it be backpack wanker? what are the in-betweeners going to be doing in Australia? Backpacking. Well, I, I don't know. There's no, there's no, there's no story details. I mean, let's he be has honest. actually written down the words "briefcase wanker" and "backpack wanker" on his little sheet. Yeah, I've thought it Amazing. So happy. <laughs> he's prepped. Um, uh, it, is Alex going to stop would, typing and actually say something? He's not typing. What is he he's doing? Curiosity. He's chipping away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm adding bricks back. What do you think, Alex Chris? Simmons? What are your thoughts on uh, in between his two? <sighs> don't need it. <laughs> Moving on. I like, I really, you could have been a movie exec. The thing is, you, you know what? We wouldn't have Transformers fucking four. Exactly. Alex existed in Hollywood. Don't need it. Uh, Did we need In Between as one though? I enjoyed In Between. What the movie? movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was a good, good film. Or it had really, it had really moments. good bits. But there was other bits where it was just basically when they were dancing in the club. I seriously, <laughs> seriously enjoyed the Inbetweeners movie and would yeah. welcome another one. Yeah, we all. I think we all want to see. They're really those... old now, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're, oh, they're a bit old. Like... They don't look old though. Like, well, people in Hollywood like, always play younger. I can't remember any of their names. I, or... Simon Bird. Yeah, how old is he? He's sixty-two, but <laughs> he's sixty-two. Well, he's wow, twin, that is so impressive. He's the same age as you. Doesn't know anything like me, actually. Mm. Fact. Mm. Um, I think we'd all like to see those four back together. Though. They're quite funny when they're they... great together. Yeah. But can we with the, just freshen up a bit then? But they're not in between us anymore, though, are they? They're, they're like twenty-one what, now. But they'll still be. They're a lot older than twenty-one. They're like. No, like, I mean like the, the, the characters. Yeah, okay, the characters right, yeah, yeah. like because they were just going to uni, weren't they? Yeah. So, so this what, might 18, be a gap here. I'll be honest, guys. I think we're overthinking it. Just more wanking jokes. I'm sure those writers can come up with new good wanking jokes. Is it the same writers? Yeah. A cool thing happened on Monday. <laughs> a cool 
thing. A cool thing. <laughs> a cool <laughs> thing happened, and a I cool showed it. Cool thing. Uh, so, a developer called Greenheart Games made a game called Game Dev Tycoon, which is a game about making video games. It's Do you want to say games game a Dev few more times? <laughs> oh my god! Game, game Devception. Games. It's a bit like Game Dev Story. Anyway, they made this game, and <laughs> in it, there I wish a really, I could live sub you. <laughs> in it, there's a very, very clever anti-piracy measure, where when you're playing after two hours, they released a cracked version on the internet, right, to kind of preempt piracy, and. As you play, after about two hours, you get the following little message that says, Boss, it seems that while people are really enjoying the game, they steal it by downloading a cracked version rather than buying it legally. If players don't buy our game, we'll sooner or later go bankrupt. And after that point, it's impossible to make any money and you can't win. So it punishes pirates. So basically it's punishing pirates for pirating, which I th- think is pretty but cool. In a very amusing, self-referential way. Mm. And the thing that's entertaining is all the posts on like Steam forums and other forums and Reddit with people being like, I can't progress, help, guys, I've reached the point where if I make a decent g- game that scores 9 to 10, it gets pirated and I can't make any profit. Ah, you've just outed yourself. Yeah, so, ah, peop- so pirates are complaining on the internet about the fact that the game features piracy. It's like, can I research DRM? What which kind is- of pirates? I wish they did talk like pirates, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Yar. So this is one of... How much is the game? It's $8. Wow. And Greenheart, the people who did this, the, the, the developer has said that 93.6% of players, after 24 hours, 93.6% of players had downloaded the illegal version rather than buying it legally. I wonder what the conversion rate is after that, though. Like, how many... Because if it's only $8, it's like, can you... Does it give you the option to go and buy the legit game? Yeah, it, it persuades you in the end. It says, please buy our legit game. Yeah. Um, They've got a free demo, obviously. I mean, the, the pirated crap version wasn't like a you know demo for the game. It was just a smart, a smart way to show people how piracy affects, especially we yeah, developers. Yeah. Um, and this isn't the first time anyone's done that. Like in, in Batman Arkham Asylum, uh, on the PC version, if you downloaded the cracked version, Batman's cape just wouldn't open. So you could sort of play the game, but right? his cape wouldn't I open. I didn't know that. Is it an Alan Wake? You would have an eye patch like a pirate. That's right. Yeah, Alan Wake just had like a ridiculous eye patch on for the whole game. If you that's got just, the that's quite cool. I didn't know any of that stuff. Operation Flashpoint. If it detected you were using a naughty version, it would just slowly degrade your gun until it basically didn't do anything <laughs> over the course of many that's hours, good. and enemies would become total bullet sponges, which made a lot of people think it was broken. But no, just they should have bought it. That's clever. There's another. There's another couple of really good ones. Oh, actually. I like it. Got a feature about a bunch of clever anti-piracy measures. But I thought that was cool because it's kind of highlighted. I mean, ninety-three point six percent of people. That's that is, so that is many crazy. people. It's mental. A lot of pirates out there. I wonder what the total numbers are. though. obviously that's a percentage. Yeah, it's what, probably not that many. Like four. Yeah. That doesn't go into that percentage. Right, I'm going to stop tapping. Uh, anyway, so uh, a week and a bit ago. Keza, myself and Daniel, we went to go and see Grand Theft Auto 5. Now, I've seen the game before, but it was your first chance to see it in action. It was indeed. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Well, I would say, before going to see it, demo, Scuba! I was not that excited about it. Scuba. Really? I'd be more excited about going to see a demo for Red Dead. I like GTA right. lots, but not. I wasn't like you know, salivating about seeing it. And then I actually saw the demo, and I, was, I left feeling pretty impressed, actually. Um, I think the most impressive thing was scuba diving. Scuba! I'm going to get that in. I listened back um, to uh, what we said after we came out, and it just, it was incredible. When they, when, so we saw Trevor on a Zodiac boat, which is used by the military, and certain boats in the game have scuba gear. 
letting you go under the waves any point in the ocean. And he went under the waves, and the amount of detail in the water was quite staggering, actually. It's it was crazy. really breathtaking. Yeah. There was there was fish, there was um, there was coral, there was a sunken um, tanker that you could go in and explore. There were terrifying sharks. Like and the giant way that, sharks. Yeah, and the way that the water kind of filtered through and visibility varied depending on where you were. It was the most yeah. beautiful underwater game I've ever seen. But also... The surface of the water, I thought, was incredible. Yeah, like, the, w- the undulations of the water and the waves and the, the way that... The reflection sort of, of the, the foam. Um, it's, God, it was just they were this incredible. Spume, as it were. They were, very, they were very coy about it as well, because you know, they were just driving out. They were like, oh, do you it's like our wave physics? Our yeah. wave physics, do you like that? Is that good? Like and, that? We didn't oh, see check it. Check it out, we can go underneath. But obviously, they insinuated that depending on the time of the day, obviously it was like right in the middle of the day when we went there, so vis- visibility was pretty good. But if you go there like later at night or something, then you won't be able to see much. If you go during a storm, because that's the other Quite thing, choppy, they've yeah. shown pictures of like lightning storms. Uh, again, visibility will be impacted. So I really can't imagine any game I'd like to play less than a game in which you have to scuba dive through stormy shark infested seas while yeah. while there's no visibility that sounds horrendous because uh, like again we didn't see him being attacked but you have to uh, act quite gingerly i believe yeah the sharks avoid. are the sharks are badass by the looks of it yeah so that's me never going underwater in gta5 then yeah but you're you i'm assuming you'll have to at some point oh there'll be, be so did you ever get past the shark bit in arkham city no i never did actually <laughs> never did usually i just get someone else to play the shark bit for me but return. it's not going to hurt you. I know. I did fall in the water and had to turn off the Xbox. Right. It was a problem. Fell through the ice and couldn't deal with a shark being there. Yeah. And then I never played it again. Did get through the shark bits in Far Cry 3, though, eventually. Right. By running the sharks over with a boat. Right. I don't think you can do that in GTA. Well, you might be able to. I bet, you, I, I bet you can shoot them with a gun. I bet you can. The most impressive thing for me about seeing that demo was the way that you switch between the characters it kind yep. of zooms out to city level driver San Francisco style and then zooms right back in again but the thing is they're always just in the middle of something that they're doing mm. so when we zoomed into Trevor he was like passed out in dirty underwear on a beach yeah. like with with, whisk, with like a bottle of whiskey in his right hand and a bunch of dead people around <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was amazing you've no idea what the context is or what's just happened yeah. but it just sort of drops you in it which is and then you know you could he, they were saying you could zoom out and zoom in and Michael would just be having an argument with his wife or yeah. you know whatever's happening is just happening and the thing is if you leave them they'll stay where they are for a bit but then if you leave them for you know longer than a few minutes they'll start making their way back to wherever they were going to go yeah, and go they kind of their act business. so they act yeah. so you, so you can't like leave trevor just like underwater zoom out go away do something else come back and trevor will just be hanging out underwater that's not how it works i thought that was really smart I think yeah. we also got to see much more of the world so the demo started with us in a plane as franklin and he jumps out of the plane and you get to see kind of um scrubland yeah it's the kind of the, the sort of countryside around the city yeah so it? it looked kind of like dry and arid it's like mm-hmm. up in the mountains. California yeah, style. And it's beautiful. You can see wildlife. You can see um, yeah, cougars and As you were, you were parachuting down and sort of went goats. through a ravine, you saw, yeah, like uh, there a were deer or something. stopping for a little drink by the yeah. side of a river. That was yeah. amazing. And then, but guys sitting on, on the edge of the, the water fishing and all that kind of shit. But you can see, yeah, but you can see people doing stuff and I think you'll come across things that have happened. Because like, we saw that bit twice, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I can't, on one of them, there was a guy sort of scooting up the mountain on an ATV and then on the next time it was different. Yeah. yeah. So... I mean, so, that, that's really exciting because for me, the thing with GTA is that it's always been quite static. Yeah. Like the actual game that you play, that bit's good, but, you know, only, you can only go in like one in every 60 buildings and, yeah. you know, everything's just a bit static. There's not many people around. So the idea of being able to go out and for stuff to actually yeah. be happening. Yeah. And it was, we were kind of told that, you know, if you went out to the desert area, um, 
things might might be there, like maybe a drug bus gone wrong. Yeah. So I instantly think thought of um, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, could, that would be find, amazing. You just find like a meth deal gone wrong in the middle of the desert. Yeah. That would be so amazing. I really hope they do a couple of tributes. I think they will be. They obviously will, won't they? Speaking of do tributes, the heists. Yes. Yeah. Are all inspired by um, Michael, the character Michael's uh, love for old school Hollywood. Yeah, he seems to be. The, well, he's the leader. He's the father figure of the group. Yeah, and he kind of plans the heists. So we haven't really seen one of the major set piece heists. No, we've seen like kind of smaller missions, but even them have a distinct cinematic flavour to them. So we saw one mission, which definitely takes cues from Michael Mann's um, great movie Heat, yep. where they block off a side road with a, a truck so they can trap the target, and they're all wearing masks and they blow the doors off. But I just think that's really cool. Like. Rockstar games have always alluded to movies. They love Hollywood films. Because uh, uh, what they did with that mission was like, so you had, uh, was it Trevor was driving? No, so Trevor was positioned with a sniper rifle to the side, wasn't he? Well, that's after all the shit went down. Yeah, but because I wonder, uh, the, I'm really interested to see how flexible you can be with that. Because obviously, in during the demo, we switched from one character to the next, to the next constantly. And the thing I liked about that is that when you're actually in the middle of a kind of firefight, the switch is pretty instant. Whereas yeah. when you're out in the city and you're just kind of walking around and obviously you've got to go half of the city, then it's a bit sort of more measured. But because um, you can do that entire mission as one character if you want to. Yeah, it, it seemed like at the yeah it seemed like the beginning. It, the you're all in different vehicles hmm. and the way that you. Um, trap the target is by manoeuvring these different vehicles and switching between them all yeah i think that part is more satisfying by trying each one sampling them yeah but then actually when the police turn up and it turns into more straightforward shooting i think i probably tend to stick as one character although i do like the idea of like you know having like if you're pinned down then switching to a guy that's you know on a roof yeah that's got access to either a sniper rifle or a rocket it'd be really interesting to see like the health and yeah i'm a little bit worried about how they behave when you're not you know, yeah. occupying them and yeah. whether they run back or how intelligent they are, or do they just stand there? Because if you think about it, couldn't you just infinitely switch between yeah, the three of them to avoid to when die. you're about to die? You know, I don't know. Yeah, no idea. But yeah, that 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 I thought the actual the shooting looked just very Grand Theft Auto-y. Apart from the third, apart from the three person switching, it's not like Grand Theft Auto Four. though. it's more like Red Dead Redemption. So you don't have that weird, remember that weird reticule thing in Grand Theft Auto Four? Yeah, and mm. like the character doesn't do that weird thing where he like runs at an angle. Yeah. It did, no, that was that was very strange. I'd forgotten all yeah. about that. I just yeah. started playing GTA Four again a couple just after I went to see GTA Five, just yeah. to remind myself. And he literally just turns like forty five degrees yeah. whenever he runs. A strong yeah. wind. <laughs> That's an Eastern European thing, I think. <laughs> One leg shorter than the other. <laughs> I can say that I'm half Eastern European. So. You are. It's fine. All overall, though, it was hugely impressive, wasn't it? Like, yeah. I thought, I don't even need the next-gen... I'm not even interested anymore in a next-gen console because I've not seen any game that looks even remotely as good as this. And there was, like, little teasers of things that we're going to find out in months to come, but in GTA 4, you'd have, like, a shit-old mobile phone. In the, new, in the new game, Michael has, essentially, an iPhone. Yeah. And it, on that, it well. had its own social media. So you oh, can yeah. take a picture of something in the game and, and post it to social it. media within yeah. the game. Mm. Well, well, but he I said it was... Gonna have he any said it was... Um, you said you can upload to Rockstar Social Club, though, yeah. which is obviously outside of the game. Yeah, I'm wondering if it'll be that, like wider social integration. Be, like, that would be awesome. That would be really cool. It's funny as well. Like, we, saw, we saw that even from like what we saw. It is clearly as funny, if not funnier. Imagine like, if you could like, post Trevor a Facebook. Trevor is a brilliant character. Yeah, Trevor is yeah. so amusing. Yeah. And there was that, that, there was that the, the Republican Space Rangers are back. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm really pleased about because they were my favourite thing about Grand Theft Auto 4 and you barely ever saw them because they were just on And the TV. driving looked really good. Yeah. The driving looked more kind of like an arcade racer. Yeah. Well, it, 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 we should point out that we didn't, we didn't actually play it. Someone was playing it. We were watching yeah. it. We being wanted played. to play it. We were yeah. thinking of staging our own heist and nicking the disc. Yeah, because they did show us the disc. They did show they us the disc. a lot of the game was on the disc. It flashed through our minds, didn't it? It was, <laughs> it was like... Mm, it, it's true. Like When I went to go and see it, <clears> like they have like... Obviously, it's not just that little bit of the demo on that disc. It's the whole world is there to go and see him play. But obviously, very controlled as to what we see. But I, I must admit, I I cannot wait. It's really kind of nixed all of my interest in other games at the moment. Yeah, I'm ju- I, I, I'm just not interested in, in like next gen games anymore. I won't play Grand Theft Auto. Instead. I just want to. I I don't even particularly want to do any missions. I just want to kind of sort of you know, sit out on the sea. And I just want to be with it. What does that say about? The industry, though, if there's nothing else that you're even remotely as interested in as that. I, well, well, it I, says that Grand Theft Auto 5 is very, very good. Is that a shame, though? Yeah, I mean, but I don't think there was a killer, like, launched thing. There rarely is these days, but, like, at the PlayStation 4 announcement, there was no, like, killer launch game that mm. everyone went, whoa, holy shit, that looks amazing. You know, also, nothing- bear in mind, like, this game has been in development now for, like, six years, and there, are, there just aren't games that, that yeah. many publishers that have the freedom or flexibility to do that so yeah. it's rare that you experience that kind of game yeah, yeah. you only get a GTA once in every five years ish yeah you know and it's every time it's it's like totally blows out the water all your expectations of what I mean Grand Theft Auto 4 for me was like a landmark moment in gaming and so was San Andreas right yep. and 3 yep. obviously was so yeah uh, this is just going to do that again. Like you kind of expect it. It's it's like it's on a it's like Valve, right? Rockstar and Valve. They're just on a completely different level from everybody else. Although Valve really do spin. need to hurry up and do something on Half Life. Good <clears> God. <laughs> 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 well, that's that's an old conversation. But don't you think it's like <laughs> yeah, seriously it's, it's taking on, the piss Valve. now? Well, they've been quite busy, you know, dominating the whole of the PC gaming scene oh, with Steam and know, making but- awesome portal games. And Team Fortress and stuff. I know. They have done quite a lot. Do and Dota, an, they're really busy with Dota. Do you think they'll is, make an announcement at E3? No, I think they're too focused on Dota. Like, Dota's one of the most popular... I think it might be the most played game in the world, if you look at yeah. just hours. Mm. And also, they're making tons of money out of it. Right. And it's not it's not finished yet. It's been in beta for ages. So I reckon it'll be post-Dota we'll hear something about Half-Life. Like we had that down as our Gamescom game of the show ago. like two years ago, yeah. and it's still not come out. Well, that was just episode three. Like we've still not even had episode three. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Although I reckon that episode three is going to obviously be Half Life three. Like, there's no way they could release no. episode three separately <laughs> now. That would just be insane. Three, yeah, and three will be like another ten years. <laughs> like they were talking about that. Uh, I had an interview with um, who was it? Gabe Newell about that at my very first. Um, it wasn't even Gamescom. It was Leipzig. Uh, wow. for IGN so that would have been 2006 I interviewed him about Half-Life episode 3 and here we are like seven years wow. later ridiculous that is insane it's never going to be that good it can't be good enough can it For no. although it is Valve they have done it before yeah uh, anyway so let's move on to listener feedback who's got the first piece I believe I have I have a piece of feedback about piracy from Christian Jeffries, who says, A blog post about piracy hit the IGN homepage today. I'm sure you noticed it. Uh, this was one of our readers who wrote um, a kind of thing about why pirates pirate and like the self-justifications that people use and why they're yeah. wrong. 
He says, I wanted to rebut the main argument in the comments from pro-pirates. Piracy is stealing. Someone said it's not like stealing a car because nobody loses anything, but people lose money. They say so every day. Ask any game developer if piracy hurts them. Two have said no, the rest say yes. These are service industries and they bend over backwards to please their consumers. They're artists, some are artists, scratching out a living. If art galleries used prints and refused to buy originals, that would be bad. If tour promoters just played recorded versions in gigs, that would be bad. If we don't pay, developers don't have money and they can't make. It's as simple as that. It's not yours. Don't take it. Fair point. Absolutely fair. It's tricky with piracy because um, it's just become so normalised, hasn't it? Yeah. That people don't even think of it as a bad thing anymore. Yeah. And... I mean, certainly for me, it's only really the last kind of six months that it's kind of, I've been very anti-piracy. Like, previous episodes, I was just like, oh, you know, whatever. People can do what they want. But now I, I really do feel strongly you should buy video games and movies yeah, totally, and music. Yeah. What, what changed should. then? Um, I think it's because... Her internet connection just wasn't very good anymore. Because <laughs> I've never got it. I've always thought it was stealing. Always. Yeah, it is stealing. It's because yeah. I grew up in the age of LimeWire... And then BitTorrent, like God, when I was I remember a kid. LimeWire, yeah. yeah. When P- P- oh, you know, all this P2P stuff was so normal for me growing up. Like, since I was 12, I've been using those kinds of programs. And obviously, I kind of don't steal stuff. I haven't, ever since I've earned my own money, I haven't stolen stuff from the internet. But a lot of my people that I know do, and I just think of it as normal because I've grown up with it. And before you earned your own money, you were stealing stuff. Well, when I was a teenager, yeah, I downloaded music and stuff. Yeah, I just don't get it. <laughs> But it's like, Don't get it. it's, it's only now that I think it is just normalised for my generation of people. Yeah. And it's really only, you know, quite recently that I've got my head around the fact that not only is it just, oh, well, you know, I'm, I don't do it, but whatever. It's actually, no, this is really, really bad. Don't do it. I mean, you always objectively know that, but like, yeah, it's not. Something but I, but that's I think home. to have an argument to say that for people to say, you know, you know, what's wrong with doing it is just retarded. Well, I mean, there is an argument from some people that, oh, well, pirates pirate it and then they buy it if they like it. And it's like, no, they don't. No, they of course they don't. absolutely do not. Everybody no. knows that's not true. And it's not like with the music industry where the argument is, oh, well, if you get music for free and you like it, then you'll, you know, you'll go to the gig, which yeah. is, I mean, it's killing the music industry yeah. as well. Like yeah. piracy has basically killed off most people's chances of making money out of making music. And it's going to go that way with games. Yeah. If it hasn't already, with well, 96%. <laughs> it's got a is most game piracy though surely PC right? Yeah, I mean, I remember when I, I, I have no idea how easy or hard it is to kind of pirate games on PS3 or three. It used to be pretty easy on the PS2. A lot of my friends yeah. used to pirate stuff on the PS2. It was relatively easy on the X. In fact, it was very easy on the original Xbox. Right. I think the 360 because it's it's basically Xbox Live's kind of changed it. Like a bit online stuff is what's changed yeah. it. So if you want to pirate for the PS3 or the 360, that's now quite hard. Right. Um. Not that not that hard on Wii. You have to run like an emulator through a USB stick, but and people, that's it. People have been using that to um, unlock HD Wii games, basically. Right. So like Super Mario Galaxy, they've used emulation to make it properly HD and run it through a PC emulator. Right, right, right. But yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone was exactly stealing games for the Wii. I mean, it's so complicated now to do it. Yeah. Whereas I guess on PC, it's, it's, that's the thing. If you make it too hard for someone to pirate, then they won't. Yeah. It's just the convenience thing, right? Yeah. Lazy pirates. <laughs> uh, I have an email from Joe Newson, who says, Just wanted to offer my two cents worth after seeing Iron Man 3. I'm a huge fan of the previous two, however, I thought 3 was difficult to get my head around. It seemed that Shane Black decided to go down a much more philosophical route compared to Favreau, but it came across quite conflicted. There were some great examples of symbolism, but then took drastic and sudden detours in some quite awkward and cheesy jokes. For me, this juxtaposition didn't quite feel as natural as the first two. Need to see it again, but at the moment, it's not as good as one or two. 
So, Dan, what do you think to Joe's comments? I think the first two I movie, my movies, while funny and amusing, are pretty lightweight. I think the third one, watching Black's brought to it, is actually a bit more substance. And I think substance in superhero movies is a good thing. There's only so many superhero films we can do. They take on the big bad guy. Yeah, he's, he's injected it. He's mashed it up with a slightly different genre, which is like this '80s buddy comedy, buddy cop dynamic with yeah. him and War Machine. That is kind of Lethal Weapon esque. I think the jokes work for most of it. Yeah, I'm intrigued as to, Joe. I'm intrigued as to what you mean when you say there's great examples of symbolism. I mean, all superheroes have symbolism, I guess. But I, guess I didn't it, feel the, it was... the main one is the suit with yeah. Iron Man. I guess the fact that the suit is his shell for a lot of it. He is exposed in most of this film. It's like a husk that he drags mm. around. Um, but I don't want to go into spoilers. No. No, I guess we'll agree to disagree, Joe, but... But watch the spoiler cast, if you haven't already. we we'll discuss <laughs> it in much greater detail than that. Yeah. We loved it. Right, next bit of feedback is from John Peaty. Um, when, I am, when I finish a game, I like to move on to something very different from what I just played, preferably in a different genre. I've been playing Dishonored for the last month or so, and in that time I have heard a lot of hype about Bioshock Infinite, so I'm very keen to give it a go. If you disregard the story, how different are these two games? If too many of the, do they have two similar mechanics? Basically, will that be different enough? Because he likes to change genres. The power is out of your hands thing is quite similar. Yeah, yeah. But one is a, I, I think, an all-out shooter. I think yeah. the tempo and the pacing is very different. Yeah. yeah, there's no stealth in Bioshock Infinite. So the similarities, it's obviously first person. You've got power, supernatural powers, essentially in yeah. your left hand. You've yeah. got a gun in your right. But the world is so different. Yeah. Dunwall is so drab and lifeless and grim. Yeah. Bioshock's world, Columbia, is just amazing to experience and yeah. walk through. And also, so like Dishonored, you can play it in so many different ways. You can play it. Yeah. Balls out sort of action, and I find, but you can go complete stealth. And he Bioshock says, doesn't offer that. Yeah, he claimed really. it would, but it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, and he says disregard the story. But the thing with Bioshock Infinite, you can't, you can't. disregard the story. It's all about the, the story. The game is that story. It's almost the mechanics are subsidiary to that mm. so I, I definitely play Bioshock Infinite yeah. I'd go for Bioshock or if you want something really different Animal Crossing <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's how it well that's yeah you could go completely off the wall uh, Robert D. Kwan says you guys said in your latest po- latest podcast that first degree burns were the worst type this is not true you idiots first, first degree burns are the least worrying type and involve any superficial skin uh, burns. Fourth degree burns are the ones which can extend to the bone and go all the way through the skin. There oh. you go. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. We should. Yeah, we got that wrong. hands <laughs> None of us are medically trained. No, I've yeah. never heard of fourth degree. I thought third degree. Third was degree the, was, was the worst that you ever hear of. Yeah, fourth degree is just dead. Burns go. Straight That's the thing you detected. <laughs> I, I think if you've got fourth degree burns, surely you're dead. Yeah, I you're think not? that might be the one that... that Although, I'm sure I'll be corrected next burn. week. <laughs> yeah, let's, can we get out of this nest <laughs> of, <laughs> of burn vipers? Uh, I have some feedback from Connor Smith. This is weird. He says, hello, podcast team. Whenever I mention IGN in conversation with my friend, he always hates on you really bad because he says that you have a hatred for FPS games. <laughs> is this true? Where's that come from? Uh, I know. Fuck F- FPS games. <laughs> Fuck them. You can't even say it. <laughs> That's how much you hate them. Fuck PS. 
well, fuck piss shit. FPSs are pretty much the only game that I really enjoy playing. <laughs> yeah, like, this is what I immediately thought when I read that. I was like, Alex doesn't play games. Oh, we always get hated on the fact that we give massively high scores for things like Call of Duty. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, Call of Duty, oh, you're you know, sucking um, off Activision with you. Bioshock? It's like, hmm. I, mean, I would say FPS isn't my favourite genre, but I still really enjoy good ones. Yeah. Like, and say, you love them. See, FPSs Alex are my favourite genre, <laughs> yeah. so... And it's not like I that, that makes like more sense if you're talking about us as a podcast. But even then, like you love FPSs so much. But if you're yeah. talking about IGN as a whole, that makes zero sense whatsoever. No. IGN I, loves FPSs. I don't know where he's coming from on that one. Utterly bizarre. So yeah, your friend is wrong, Connor. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for a few. Out this week, Far Cry Three Blood Dragon is finally out. Have you been playing it? I haven't. Have you? No. I've been holding out for dinosaurs. Played it a bit. What's great about Blood Dragon is you can flip the bird to people while, while you're in the game. I do like the uh, it's very funny. The, the way they've marketed it. Do you like? It is smart. Yeah, it's got dragons that shoot lasers as well. It's so that's great, almost dinosaurs. So it's right at the beginning, you have all the guns, and it's got a really good sense of humor. Like when you're going around the island, and when you're on the loading screen, it gives you that bit of advice. It's, it's like uh, secreted around the island, you'll find nano syringes that will restore your health. But seriously, who goes around and starts injecting them with syringes you find on the ground? I did, seriously. I did that once. <laughs> How did that messed work out for up. you? It's a messed up half term. Um, but Alex and I are from the 80s. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't born in the 80s. No. But you're from the 80s. We're from the 80s. And uh, we've actually put some features up, 80s-centric yeah. features, which yeah. I quite like. Uh, on the film side, we did You Know You're Watching 80s Movie When? Dot, dot, dot. Bunch of good examples. The game one <laughs> was really good as well. And we did the same thing on the game side, didn't yeah, we? Indeed. The game one was wicked. It's really good. I haven't read it yet. Uh, you know you're <laughs> playing an 80s game when you buy a game and then you've got an entire game. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And it that works. No <laughs> download patch. Yeah. <laughs> or you have to wait for it to load. Yeah, it was quite good. It was quite tongue-in-cheek. And yeah. Enjoyed that. But I will be playing... The 80s them. were tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I'm hoping to play uh, Blood Dragon over the weekend. I just haven't had time this week, so... Uh, also out, Fez is out on PC. Play that. S- still not played it. Just great game. Really great game. Soul Sacrifice on Vita. And finally, Heroes of Might and Magic, Four Shades of Darkness on I don't PC. even know what genre that is. I'm guessing it's an RPG. Is it though? Because like, aren't the Heroes of Might and Magic ones like first-person adventures? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. Can I ask a gaming question? Yes. Um, why do I keep hearing about Candy Crush in the last two oh, weeks? Uh, my my mum plays Candy Crush. I went is it, is a few it, weeks ago. Has it just happened that it's no, gone uh, mental? Uh, well, last month, I'd say Candy yeah. Crush in particular has kind of escalated. My it's mom's kind of, like, it's gone broader. Yeah, recently, like, like it's the biggest game of all time. Yeah, it's face, it's a Facebook game. A lot of people I know, have been playing, iOS, including yeah. Charlotte, have been playing it for like I don't know. So the thing, the reason you've heard about it is, I think a lot of people have hit the wall in the game, and one of the ways that you can. Expedite your process is by spamming people on Facebook. Mm. Yeah. So if they like the page on Facebook, I think you get extra lives it's in the exactly game. Exactly the kind of thing. I've heard that, that it's hate. almost impossible to get past some levels without paying for these special items. My, mom, the thing. my mum's bloody trying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, but only I only say because I downloaded it at the weekend mm. and I haven't stopped playing it. It's it's stupidly addictive. Right. Stupidly. But it's annoying me because it's also like it's making my brain melt. Yeah. But I just wondered because it seems to be everyone's on talking about it on Twitter and Facebook. It's yeah. kind of exploded, yeah. yeah. So movie-wise, we have the movie Twenty One and Over coming out, yeah. which we uh, participate in the quiz. I don't know if we've talked about that yet. <laughs> uh, we've not. We've not seen the film though. Have uh, we, Dad? How much is? 
If it's, it's okay. If it's like the quiz, it's probably quite good. Looks okay. Dead wow, Man Down. the official IGN review. <laughs> if it's like the quiz, it's quite good. Yeah. I never saw Skyfall. I just like the poster. <laughs> uh, Dead Man Down is out, which is a Colin Farrell thriller, which looks okay. And uh, Chimpanzees coming out, which is a uh, Attenborough. An Attenborough Docco. An Attenborough Docco. Attenborough Voiced by Tim Allen. Tim Allen? Yes. Why Why not Attenborough? <laughs> I don't know. But I looked at it this it's morning. Not, it's, it's the, is the it narration. Allen in the States? Yeah, it might uh, be at Allen in the States and uh, Attenborough really? in the UK. Hey, hang on. Why can't the US deal with Attenborough? Well, I, no, I, I, I spoke to Pear about this when we were out in San Fran and... A lot of the BBC stuff that yeah. has Attenborough is redubbed when it goes to the States. Why? Yeah. It's like that's fact. I think Planet oh, Earth was Sig- Sigourney Weaver, Weaver or, or Morgan Freeman. Why? Why something. though? That doesn't make any sense. Know. They don't get Attenborough. They don't deserve Attenborough. No, they don't. How can he, they not get Attenborough? Well, is it just? Don't grow up with him. It's just they probably just hear some old British man speaking, not the legend that is Attenborough. Yeah. But on a side note, I noticed our old friend Ollie Boss did a poster this week, maybe inspired by Chimpanzee. Uh, he did a poster for Stop the Planet of the Apes. I wanted to get off. For his wall, yeah. He, he also did a picture. It's really funny. Check he, it also, out. he also did a picture of a marijuana Pikmin. <laughs> did he? I don't even know what that means. Excellent. Well, Pikmin looks like a little leaf. Yeah. The, 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 the plant. The <laughs> Classic moss. DLC. Yep. I would definitely buy that. Uh, that's almost it for this week's podcast. Just a couple of things to announce. Uh, the pub quiz that was happening this week has now been postponed until May the 28th. So... If you were intending to turn up, well, for starters, it was last night because this is going out on a Friday. So hopefully you didn't go to the uh, pub and uh, wait there for a long time. But uh, you should have been notified about the new date. And then finally, The Last of Us, we've got an event where we are inviting a bunch of our uh, readers and listeners down to play the game. On what date is it? The May? 24th of May. 24th of May. Yeah. So And there'll be people from Naughty Dog and stuff. And, like, We're going to do a live stream. Event. It's gonna be and it's going to be a really demo. cool venue that will look slightly like one of the scenes from the game. Yeah. That sounds cool. It's going to be awesome. Can I give a heads up for the quiz? I think uh, whoever's coming down should brush up on their Star Trek and Star Wars knowledge. Just saying. Just that they in could there. be around. I haven't <laughs> done my round yet. Okay. don't know what to give you a hint. What's in your round, Daniel? My round is... About achievement points. Is it? That's a good one. It's called Achievement Unlocked. My, I'm going to do a pitch around again, so make sure you've got clean eyeballs. Good. Great. <laughs> and on that bombshell. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, we will be back next week. So until then, give us a 50-point star rating on iTunes. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.